The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go, it's time to turn it out. The VC Show, let's go, let's go. The VC yes, sir. Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook. On Omaha Audio, I'm Vince Carter, and of course, Roz Goldon Woody right here. What's up, Roz? How you doing? I'm what's good. new? What's what's new? It's it's the start of the NBA season. It's everything. Yes, sir. The NBA is here. Everything's going. Oh, you know what else is here? Mm-mm. I do. Actually, I do. We, we got a guest. This is you, I, yes, you, you brought somebody on. Somebody's here. Always, yeah, man. You know, I, you know, I, I get excited. And I, you know, always like to give my guests a hard time, but at the same time, I mean, it's always like you know, Roz, good people. It's going to have good conversation, and and we're switching it up this time, Roz. Like we're bringing football. I know to our show, we but not just football, football. But this is a guy who likes. So my bad. Loves basketball. And I know that for a fact because uh, he's 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 shown me some love when uh, I've come to town in Orlando, former Bucks player. So he would just make that trip over to come check me out. With without further ado, my guy Gerald McCoy. For those who are Tampa Bay Bucks fans, we all know and love this guy so much. He's my personal friend, Gerald. Thank you for joining us, my man. Appreciate it. Time out, time out, time out, time out. See, Vince gonna be like, "Oh yeah, my boy Gerald's here," and I'm the one that's gonna give flowers. We got a first team all. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna get there. Time Pro Bowl. This is the defensive tackle, Gerald McCoy himself. So, you say you play, so you play, you love ball. Like, do you have a go-to move? What what position would you play in ball? I love watching basketball. Yeah, you need to add that watching on there. Now playing it was not my thing, but if I when I did play, I'm a defender in football. That's all I did then. I was an effort guy. You know, football players be thinking we can play. All we do is foul hard and rebound. (laughs) We don't don't do much else. Well, there's a couple now. Now it's funny because I I kind of figured you're going to say this, and I I was thinking about this all day. Is is all like you said? All they do is rebound and foul hard. But at the same time, there have there has been some football players who's had some success in college as well as the NBA. I personally played against a few myself. Tony Gonzalez to be one of them, who was a small forward. So we're not talking about power forward center. He was a small forward. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when he played at California, and I had to guard this guy. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> you know, so and we know Draymond played a little played football in college a little bit. Pepper. Antonio Gates uh, went to Carolina, and of course Julius Peppers, who was mm-hmm. uber athletic to go with Jimmy power. Grant, Jimmy Graham played for Miami. Oh, that's yep. right. Yeah, uh, that's right. How do you guys know each other? Uh, uh, can I tell the story? <laughs> go ahead. All right. <laughs> So, I mean, me and Vince, yes, we are good friends now, but I still get, you know, I tell my wife this. I'm telling V the first time I'm telling him this. Every time I see his name pop up on my phone, I'm like, baby, you realize Vince Carter texted me? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah. She was like, why are you still? I'm like, this is Vince Carter. Like, what are we talking about? That don't go, for me, that don't go away. So how it happened is I uh, wore a jersey. I wore one of the throwback Raptors jerseys, and uh, we had a mutual friend. I was an employee at the Bucks at New Vince, and uh, shout out to Stephanie. Know, like, oh, 
Yeah, shout out Steph. And, and Vince, she was like, yeah, Vince, you know, I told him, wore a jersey, see a jersey. You know, he's a Bucks fan. He right. I'm like, wait, hold up. Hold, hold, re- bring that back. I'm like, as in Vince Carter? Like half man? She was like, yeah. I said, man, listen, tell him whenever he get, whenever he is free, please come to practice. And that's that's how we met. He came to practice, came to the preseason game. And from that point on, anytime he hit Orlando, I'm there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. And and, and when she mentioned it to it, I saw it on social media. I guess it was a, it was a post game. It was a, it was a post game interview, right? When you had, Mm -hmm. he had it on, it was when I saw it and I retweeted it. And she said, you know, yeah, I was like, yo, I had no, you know. And so I was like, heck yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. I'll be, I'm there. So I made the trip. Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot to ask you. How was the Bucks game? You, you were there? You trying to be funny? Yeah, I was there. (laughs) Wait, hold up. Wait, what? (laughs) Hey, Roz, hold on. Don't do that. Don't do that. Listen, I grew up. Listen, let me tell you a little about a little bit about me. I grew up a Bucks fan. I was drafted to the Bucks, played there nine years, so that's always my family. So you gotta tread lightly. We're not doing that. No, she yeah, she she did that. We're not starting like that. We can get into that later. We're not starting like that. Right, right, right. And and you put in the work and the time way before Tom Brady got there. So like you you know, he did. a foundational piece For of sure. Hey, look, can I have something to jab at Vince with? Because there's so much greatness. Can I have a little banter with Vince? I was there and, uh, you know, sitting there. It's, it's one of, and and it's, it's cool for me you know, to be just a fan, you know, just, and, and I'm, a, I'm a, like I said, Bucks fan for a long time through the ups and downs, goods and bads, and, and, you know, uh, my, my fandom has been questioned, you know, now that, you know, Tom Brady here, but I'm glad to have somebody on here who knows for a yeah. fact that I've been a Bucks fan. Hey, uh, Warren Sapp, that? another friend. Yes. Warren Sapp, another <laughs> uh, friend of mine who's a Bucks fan, but give you validation. So it, it, it was tough. It was tough, Ross. And, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's long uh, season though. It's long so season. First, Can't win them all, right? My first time at a Bucks game where I wasn't either playing against them or playing for them was this year. My youngest, uh, obviously, I brainwashed him. So his favorite <laughs> team is the Bucks, and they came to Dallas, played the Cowboys, and he was, he didn't know where he was going. But I knew if he knew that they came to town and I didn't take him, he wasn't gonna like that that much. So I took him, and I actually sat in the stands for the like first time ever at an NFL game, and it was like I, I thought I wasn't gonna like it. I had fun because people tapping me on my shoulder, Gerald. How you feel about this? And I'm talking to the guys on the sideline. Cause he's still my teammates. So I'm like trying to coach them up. I'm talking crazy to the Cowboys fans. I was like, is this what it feel like? I'm talking about the stuff these fans say in the stands. So I want to ask you that because I've had, I've experienced this a couple of times. It's like, as a player, you think as a player and you know, situational, well, well the situations and obviously right. time and score and clock management, blah, blah, blah. And then to hear a fan say whatever, sometimes I just want to like, what? Like, are you watching the game? Did you did you experience that or you know while you were sitting there just like you hear a fan blurt out something like throw the ball when they should probably run in you're just like wait what you yeah. don't you don't you, you know how, how did you how did you handle that So the first time it happened um one of the linebackers made a tackle on Leonard Fournette out of bounds and one of the fans was like oh way to go you tackled him when he's out of bounds I'm like well it's kind of the only way he could have got there is like it was like it's too late now I'm like Come on, man. Like, you just want to be angry. 
Like he's on the sideline. <laughs> Where else he's supposed to tackle? He's out of bounds, right? right he's right. out of bounds. Like, yeah, yeah. They just they just be sad. They just fans. And the, the reason I love fans is because it's short for fanatic. So they do. So they're like truly invested. So when I'm sitting in the stands and hearing like these, this guy's like, "Mom, calm down." She's like, "No, he needs to get fired. <laughs> I don't know why he's here. He sucks. We need to bring him." I'm like, "Man, they are really invested." Like I'm, and I'm laughing, and she, my son's sitting there, and she's cursing. She's like, "I'm sorry, I know you got your son." I'm like, "It's fine." Like I'm, I'm loving this. I didn't, cause you don't get to experience that, cause you either, you know, you're on the sideline, you're on the bench, or whatever, or you're in the game. You don't get to experience that portion of it. And I had fun. Like my dad used to try and tell me, like, "Gee, man, these people in these crowds be crazy," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure they fans, but to like actually experience it is like next level." Yeah. It was different. And then it was Cowboys fans. Oh so, you know, they were next level crazy. <laughs> so since we got you here, before we dive deep into some basketball, um, you know, like, and now that you're watching the games and kind of absorbing it from a different mm-hmm. standpoint with the fans, but how are you liking? Like, what are your biggest takeaways at week three? Um, The Bucks, we still best team in the NFC. Yeah, I said it. Uh. All those Saints fans who gave me a hard time about us beating them last week. I mean, <laughs> all right. Uh, the MVP favorites, the MVP leaders right now. Mm. Jalen Hurts okay. and Lamar Jackson. Yes. They're leading the MVP race right now. Those guys are playing lights out. Lamar, Lamar to hit the whole uh, Baltimore organization with their ushers. <laughs> Lamar's in there like this right now. He is not messing around. Lamar is not messing. Hey, he said, "Hey, they said, oh, Lamar, we don't know if you can, you know, if you worked on your passing. We don't know if you could throw, Lamar. <laughs> that thing like this. He oh, yeah. is Wait not for it. But and, man, and, and when you look up, bet on yourself in the dictionary right now. You're gonna see Lamar Jackson man, in action. He is, you know, and that's your MVP too. Yeah." And and the thing about Lamar is a lot of people, he's not your conventional quarterback. He's not doing it like what we think it should be done like, but he's getting it done. And the thing uh, Coach Harbaugh said is he's doing it his way. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like I I, I think sometimes status quo is okay with us, but we forget like there's a lot of different ways to get the job done. Yeah, my grandma said there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. That's what I'm saying. And like, we we just to see a quarterback alone do one game, throw three touchdowns and have a hundred yards rushing. He did it in back to back games, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's not the first time he's done that. So it's like, I mean, he's just playing lights out right now. And then Jalen is he's leading them boys, man. I say the Bucks to the best in the NFC because I'm biased, but the <laughs> Eagles are playing the best right now. They like yes, as that, a whole, that, yeah. I just want to ask you one quick: What's your thoughts on Tua and the way he's been talked? talked about and slandered in the offseason to play like this. Because it's, it's to me, I'll, I'll say this, I think it's all about opportunity. You know, sometimes when you put – guys are put in situations where it's tough for them to succeed, they need this and that to succeed, that's just what it is. And we see that with other quarterbacks. You see a lot of these quarterbacks have success or, or, or teams have success when you have the right fit. And I think this is what's happening to Tua right now. Uh, you're seeing people, you know, now circling back saying, or, or talking differently about Tua from what they were saying this summer. What are your thoughts on what you've seen? Well, what got Tua drafted is what he did at Alabama with the track team he had. 
And I mean, he got <laughs> two of the fastest right. guys in the NFL on his team that are not only super fast, are very talented wide receivers. They can run on, mm-hmm. they can run the whole route tree. But then if you don't have two on them, like you in trouble. And there's two of them. So you can't double both of them. And I, I just think he had so much success when he had a lot around him. Chase Edmonds is there running back now. And I just – I'm not surprised by his success because of the pieces around him. Put him in the right system and build an offense around him, which is what they did at Alabama, and we've seen what he can do. And uh, they rolling right now. Yeah. They put the pieces around and build around That's what's the, the quarterback's strength. So, you know, That's why now Lamar it's no excuse what he's doing. Correct. That's why Lamar's doing what he's doing. You can't take Lamar and put him in the Patriots offense that Tom Brady was running. Right. It's not gonna you're not gonna get that. But if you put an mm-hmm. offense that's built for Lamar, you getting what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I see the passion here between you guys on this football. Um, and I know you've clearly stated your allegiance to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Who are you a fanatic or a fan of for the NBA? Like who Lakers. Is your... Oh, how perfect. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and, yeah the, my favorite my favorite teams are oh, Lakers. Lakers. I love Anything Oklahoma, so the Thunder, I'm always going to root for. But my team team is the Lakers. And crazy, it started playing NBA Live. In Little League football, we play these tournaments on the weekend. We would go to somebody's house, and we'd play video games in between games. Well, Derek Fisher was shooting. This is his rookie year. He kept hitting threes. The guy he was playing, he kept hitting threes with Derek Fisher. And I'm like, man, who is this light-skinned dude on the Lakers? I don't, all I knew was Jordan. You know, as a kid, you, know, you just know Jordan, like. You know all these other players, but we all kids, we like Jordan. So it's like, right. oh, the lights get doing these threes <laughs> on the Lakers. And then you hear about this kid. It's like, man, it's this high school kid that played for the Lakers. Obviously, we know who that was. And from that point on, I started liking the Lakers all because of that video game. And I just stuck with them. Kobe ended up being Kobe. And it, I just, yeah, and I just like, it don't matter what happened, I rock with the Lakers. Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Okay. How are you feeling mm-hmm. about this media day? Coming media day, like, just splashed off with all the different teams around the NBA. The NBA season is here, y'all. It is. Uh, and coming out of that, like, Russell Westbrook basically, I feel like, is – at minimum, saying all of the right things. He said, whether I wanted it or not, it doesn't really matter. I'm all in on whatever it takes for the team mm-hmm. to win. Would Do you do you believe, Russ? Do you think he would come off the bench <laughs> if that was the right thing? Uh, I think if you go off history, probably not. Russ doesn't give off the, the energy that he would be okay coming off the bench. But I think we should all just give him a chance. You know, okay. just let's just see. We don't know. We... I think we're, for for Russ to say, yeah, I'd be willing to come off the bench or I'm willing to do whatever, and us to just write him off without even giving him a chance to see, um, I think that's wrong. But I think it's also you can't t- say a person is wrong for saying, like, Russ would never do that. Because <laughs> that's just the energy he give off, you know? So um, I just believe that uh, 
we gotta give Russ a chance. And see, the thing is, I told y'all I'm Oklahoma City too. Russ was a, you know, oh, he's with right. the Thunder, so I rock with Russ. Yeah. And I think because his season wasn't up to par, I think people are forgetting he just had the Wizards in the playoffs the year before. And we, when last time we seen the Wizards in the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't just write people off because they have a down year. So I think we should just give Russ a chance and see if he can shake back. You know? It, well, I, I, I'll say this to that. I, I, and I agree with you. I just think what it's kind of how he, he, he went about it is what people turning people off to wonder, will he be able to do it? You know, you know, because in the beginning, we all knew. We all said the exact same thing. You said, Russ not going to the bench. And he gave right. off that energy. He kept that mm-hmm. energy from starters. Like, bro, I'm not coming off the bench. So now to hear him say he's willing to do whatever, now we want to see that. You, Like you said, I agree with you. Let's let's give him a chance. Let's see if this works. And I think that's the way the Lakers are going to handle this, all right? Let's just see what the, what this looks like in the first part of the season as far as buying in. Because summertime, media day, we all feel like, I mean, there's the reality and then we th- there's the honeymoon. We all feel like we're good enough. We're going to win. Things can happen. Everybody's healthy, blah, blah, blah. Day. It's exactly yeah. the honeymoon face. You know, and, and that's what's it. <laughs> Correct. And, and, and that's it. So let's just see when now it, you, you kind of hit that bump in the road. You know, there's that there's there's situationals or coach uh, Darvin Ham has to make a decision where maybe Russ is not playing well that game early and he sits him. And maybe he's playing a younger guy or whatnot. And let's say maybe things don't go well when he sits Russ. How does he handle that? Maybe it's a time or two. Maybe the first time he's bad or whatever, he bounced back. But so I just want to see those things. I, but like I said, yeah. let's give him a chance. And that's why I think it's really important that Darvin Ham is backed by and empowered by guys like LeBron and, of course, AD. And I actually saw that at media day. LeBron came in and immediately, uh, you know, he said, Darvin Ham, he should have been a head coach. Darvin Ham said he wanted to come in and, and make them a more defensive team. LeBron was asked, um, what, what, are, what is your main focus point or where do you want to grow the most as a team? And LeBron said defense. Like he was echoing the pillars of Darvin Ham, and I feel like, and I feel like we've had Darvin Ham on the show. And have you, if you have you spoken to him or met him, Gerald? He seems like the type you, you don't mess with. You respect right. him. All his <laughs> interviews I've watched, he give off like, "Hey, don't do, don't, don't, don't play." Don't with do, me. yeah, don't play. With <laughs> yeah, don't, do yeah, me like don't that. play. It. No. And I, 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 just to piggyback what you said, one, yes, defense for sure, but you gotta, in order to get teams to quote unquote fall in line, your guys have to fall in line. And the the it's like because football is what I know, to give my example, it's like the Patriot way with Bill Belichick. They say he's just, you know, like this just like mastermind, like tough, hard-nosed coach, and he's hard to play for, but they keep winning. Well, what was the common denominator in them steady winning? It was Tom Brady enforcing everything. If you hear about everything that was going on in the locker room, they always say the happy medium was Tom. Tom would tell people, hey, listen, I know it's kind of like this, but if you trust me, if you do it this way, we will win. Just do it like this, let him handle it, and we will win. And they did. I mean, six chips. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. so I, 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 I understand what you're saying, like, LeBron, AD, these guys have to enforce, you know, and and then Russ, if Russ does what he's saying and 
let's say D, like you said, he does get benched and he just handles it. He's like, hey, listen, I wasn't up to par. I understand my role because roles change as we get older. As I got older in the game, my role changed. I went from playing 75 plus percentage of the snaps to playing 45, 50 because roles start to change. If Russ can say, okay, I understand my role has finally changed, like Melo did. It took Melo a second to say, hey, listen, okay, my role has changed. But when Melo embraced it, we got some great games out of Melo. He took off. And I feel like Russ can do the same thing. If he would just embrace that role and say, you know what, okay, this is my role to get us here, sky's the limit. And I want to say this real quick. I, I think this is all preparation for the playoffs because if you can figure and fine tune and tweak all of this now, you have different ways to use Russ come playoff time because we know the playoffs, everything slows down a little bit. Sometimes it's half court game, but when you want to play faster, you can put the ball in the, in, in Russ's hand and let him dominate segments, quarters, and stuff like that. So I just think getting him to buy in now and then figuring out how to utilize him, having, you know, all right, at, at the six-minute mark of the, the, the first quarter or the second quarter or, or, or early in the second, we kind of play through Russ and we get Russ can get that fix and feel good because obviously second half of the game, last six minutes is when you want to utilize your best players and your best plays. So hopefully you can get that idea come, come playoff time early in the season. When is that time in the season? Because we in the NFL, we have this belief in the locker room Real football is played November and December, and that's when you find out, like, who's who. The first eight weeks, you could have a team. I've seen teams start 8-0 and then dang near miss the playoffs because that second half when everybody, okay, now we know who we are. We got our groove. This is who are the true competitors. Like, these are the true contenders right here. When is that time, like, in the NBA season? Because it's such a – I mean, so many games played. When do you know? I think it depends on for a lot of te- – yeah, I think it depends on a lot of teams. You know, because okay. uh, typically you say after All-Star break is when you kind of – you're mm-hmm. placing yourself. But for, for some teams, it can be early in the season when things go wrong and they just can't recover and it's over early. You know, you know a lot of bad teams when they hit you know, a little controversy or hit that bump in the road and it's kind of sh- – Everybody checks out. So uh, I, I think the time, t- but typically, you know, you, you, you say once you get to all-star, all-star break, after that, guys are kind of trying to position themselves. And that's when you typically see teams hit their stride preparing for the playoffs. Typically. So are you taking, because it is an 82-game season, way different beast than, you know, it's different beast, not to say one is harder than the other, the way mm-hmm. the flow of an NFL season is versus an NBA. Vince, would you – did you guys ever take nights off or like, what was your mindset so, approaching? It depends on, on, on who you are. So as a, as a team, well, I don't know. I don't want to say I, I, the answer. We try not to, you, you, you come to play. So like the NBA, when I started is different than the NBA that I what, from what I finished. So you didn't think about take it. Just, you just play, you just play. And, you know, and now it's just kind of, it, it's different. You know, guys, they take the night off. You know, they're resting guys because they want them fresh for the, the second part of the season, typically all-star, you know, break. Greg Popovich was a mastermind with that. And that's kind of, you know, what he did. You remember when he set his guys down because he's like, okay, find me. But with my guys are hurt and not ready for the second part of the season, then what do we do? So uh, I, I think, I, I just think 
teams want to get a, a, a early start. I think it's important for the Lakers to 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 get a, a, a great start. You know, you, I think you break the season up ten games, ten games. You know, and you want to get out of there at what what is your number you know do you want to you know you for them you do you want to seven and three you know whatever their goal is and you break it down like that and hit the hit your stride hit your stride early and then you can kind of figure out where you can get your rest days because things are going to change because of you know teams are injured and not playing guys and you know you can strategically sit guys the way it is now so it's just different russ I think the point that you made that is different for different teams is really valid. Like, um, I'm I, I don't like the switch method. I'm a I'm old fashioned. I like working on habits. I like. I think what do you mean to? Matters. Oh, oh. What the do you mean switch to switch? Method is like you could just turn it on. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, got you. You know, we're so good, we can turn it on. I remember when I was covering Warriors teams that that word that term would come up a lot. Like, you know, can the Warriors turn the switch on? And sometimes they were good enough, but they, you'd often hear the guys saying, hey, we got to respect the, the, the perp. Um, we got to respect the craft. We got to respect the game. We have to go hard in practice. We have to go hard through all the quarters, you know, and, and just, you know, really bring the right energy and workmanship to it. Um, but I feel like a young team and a, and a new team like the Cavs, you know, the beginning of the season, practices might really matter for that matter in a different way than perhaps the Bucks, who, you know, basically are a well-oiled machine at this time. But good starts and good habits are important for any team. But you brought up the Bucks. I was just about to ask about Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Giannis, for a majority being looked at as the best in the league right now, do you think Hold up. His energy. Well, I mean. Giannis just said at media day today that Stephen Curry is his best player in the world. He said, I think the but best why? player. All right. He said the best person in the world is the last man standing. He said that's Sunday. Excuse me. And he said it's the person that takes his team to the finals and have, helps them win that game. That's how I view it. I believe the best player in the world is Stephen Curry. Let's see. Do you agree with him? One of them. Yeah. Who's your best He's player? He's one of. He's one. I, of. I, I think it's a, it's a it's a group of those guys who are in the mix that can can you can. I, I think ooh, I'm glad. Kevin so Durant. I'm glad we doing this because I got a. Oh, I'm glad we doing this. Okay, I got real quick. Let's use Steph. You can use Steph or Giannis. Let's use Steph or Giannis. Do you think their nightly energy? Because sometimes you see guys like Kevin Durant can walk on the court and give you thirty. Okay, he just can't. But some, but then you see a guy like Giannis, his energy on both ends of the court. You never look at like if Giannis has a a night off with his energy, it'll be very, very apparent to everybody because he plays at such high energy all the time. Do you think that him and people like Steph that's running nonstop and their energy level is what is why people view them as the top? Can I ask you a question with that? Uh-huh. So you said you said Kevin Durant can step on the floor and give you thirty at any time. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like Giannis can step on the floor and give you thirty at any time? And I asked that when and now you're, you're, you're now you're thinking of Giannis with the energy. Well, okay, without yeah. the energy, you know. And, and, I, oh. and it's not it's not a knock or diss or anything. It's just, right, but the playoffs is like so. it's, you have rest in between. I just think you know it's just it it just all varies yeah. on the player. You know, yeah, Steph walks out there and gives is, you right. 
Right. See, it's yeah. just so easy for him. And yeah, yeah. Giannis plays with energy. That's what he knows. That's how he plays. And, you know, when you see Giannis taking something off, you're, you're thinking, you're taking a playoff or whatever. You're like, man, is he hurt? Right. <laughs> is he hurt? Like, I mean, it's just, yeah. that's just, yeah. So it's, it's hard to look at it. Like, I just, I do think Giannis is one of the top five in, in the best in the game right now. The VC show. Let's go. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer, free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesar Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Have the international players just more than just taking a jump, kind of taking over the reins of the top at the NBA? Because you have, because you have the y- last y- four MVPs Luka. have come from international players. Luca right. is a three time in a row first team All NBA. Technically, Joel Embiid. It's like, I mean, technically, mean technically, he African. What is that's that? what I'm saying. But a lot of people, but because he, you know, he went to Kansas, and a lot of people would say like, oh well, no, he went to school, he went to, school here in Florida. Yeah. But he can't play with the USA team, so he's an international player. So that's what I'm saying. We looking at five players. I mean, granted, it just depends on how you look at it, but. It's an interesting point. No, it's a great point. I would say that's part of what the NBA has been doing this whole time with the globalization of the game. They've been planting seeds. It's two sides of it. It's been the NBA's globalization, like putting different – without borders camps in different countries around the world it's also been the advancement of social media and technology that has like people all over the world can watch games or highlights or discover stars in fact like Joel Embiid has actually said he learned about basketball he didn't watch no basketball games on ESPN like he watched YouTube clips That's how we learned about basketball. So I think social media has changed the international like scope of the game. But you write this Mm -hmm. on that boys coming out. I mean, mean, look at that ranking right there. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. And V, there's a time where I would really have to like think back. But Dirk was really like the first like international like. Well, I'll say Drazen Petrovic was was a superstar as well. We can't forget him. May he rest in peace. Right. But he was like insane in the league before he passed in a, in a car wreck. But, but Drazen was would have been. I'm talking about up there like this, like what we consider yeah. Luca, in my opinion. Uh, and and then you had other stars, but I, I think then since then you had. I mean, let's not forget about Ginobili. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> first of all, yeah, because that dude was a absolutely. Was, you had, you know, and then listen. right, and then you go to Dirk, and then so you, these guys, the international players, had people to look up to, and like, right. wait a minute, not only are they great peer players and heroes of ours, they are superstars in this league, yeah, who absolutely, are constantly in the championship and always talked about, and that's that's motivation on top of what you said, like you said, Roz, you have social media and YouTube, like like these players can look at. Back when I was coming out of high school, you were you couldn't do that. 
You know, right. you know, and I, I want to use an example. Like uh, we talked about football players that can play basketball. Warren Sapp was a great basketball player in high school. I couldn't look him up, but I always heard about him. Right. You know, and that's just what it was for us. We just say, oh, yeah, I heard about him. I never I, I couldn't I didn't see it. Right. And then now it's like when you heard about somebody, let me go look him up. Oh, OK, this is who he is. And you learn about him. Who's some of the best international players like you ever lined up against? And you were like, oh. Ooh. There was a Andrew Gaze. Uh, if you guys from Australia, if you guys look him up, that man could score. And you look at him, you said, you're like, man, this guy looks old and can't move. Man, Andrew Gaze is a bucket. Um, I mean, some of this, those that list of there, I, I put Dirk in there. Uh, I actually put Tony Kukoc in there. Mm-hmm. Who, when they talk about international players, that was mm-hmm. tough. Uh, to, to, um, hmm. And I, I feel bad because I'm gonna sit here and forget. No, no, players. I do you no, guys no, no. feel um, like do you guys feel like the international game advancement or players has pushed the NBA players to work to be more advanced, advance their skill set? I think so. And I think I think it's a wake up call for uh, mm-hmm. the American basketball players. Yes, we have the skill, but look at the draft every year. I look at my yeah. draft. There wasn't that many players. I wish we can. I, I don't know the number of guys, international players that was drafted my year. But you look over the years now, like they're going to to look for these players internationally. You know, it's talked about. Like it's just it's just what it is. And this is a wake up call. You know, now you know a, a coach. We as American players, I think I would tell a young kid, don't take this for granted just because you can walk into an NBA arena and those guys can't. They, they they work hard. This is a goal. This should be a dream and a goal, and you should approach it just like they are because you're seeing now Luka Doncic. So what Luka and, and Joel, if you look at that top five, what those four guys for, are doing for their culture, for their country, that is the motivation for their kids, uh, for, for young kids from their country. Like, I can do this too. And for us as NBA players uh, or Americans, we kind of get spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> we get spoiled. Yeah, sure. You know, and, and it's kind of it's a wake-up call. I think you can see that in the Olympics too, like Olympic basketball Ooh, yes. and just the increased, you know, competition over the years. And Vince, I know you can speak to that experience. Um, I recently saw the Redeem team. Dwayne Wade just put out a joint with um, Netflix and it really did a very beautiful job of, of covering the pressure that started to be on the American national team as the rest of the world was starting to catch up or at least be more competitive. And, you know, Vince will tell you, I come on here at least once a show and get on my African basketball soapbox. I truly believe, Gerald, that like 15 to 20 years from now, you're going to see a whole pipeline of excellent basketball or good basketball players coming out of Africa because Mm -hmm. the Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, like, there's so many, there's so much body capital. And then there right now, the NBA is now investing in infrastructure and absolutely coaching, all mm-hmm. of that. Just got to give that some it's time. On the way. But I definitely think you could see that in the way we're seeing European players come to the NBA. Have y'all and seen I the th- video of the kid that's in Africa? He's like creates his own workouts. Like he uses like a, a concrete, he uses like little concrete circles uh like concrete blocks to do like squats and bench press he he uses a, a old tire to dribble in between he pulls a tire he adds water bottles to it like y'all gotta look him he's on youtube Maybe. i see him okay. on instagram all the time one thing so i played for the nigerian national team and one like someone at home might be laughing like what they doing what in africa and like one thing that i was surprised about 
was that, I mean, this was also like maybe like 10 or, tw- you know, 12 years ago. Like, I, I feel like I was surprised that there really weren't a lot of like indoor courts that were high level to work out on. Like it, we had to drive really far. Like we had, we did practices on outdoor dirt courts. Like, and I know that that is, there's, there needs to be more infrastructure is the point. Like, yeah, people are really working out just outside. That's all over the world. That's all over the world. You think about what the the pipeline, like you said, Roz, and, 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 and of course, China's China, but I, I think, you know, you had a, a, a phenomenon like Yao Ming. And let me tell you, when Yao hit the NBA, it opened, I mean, it, what it did for, and I think it's, it's happening and it's going to continue to happen for uh, Africa now because, you know, the NBA is, 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 is kind of backing it and going to, you know, and, and highlight it. And, you know, you have guys like Matumbo who does so much, uh, you know, for, for Africa. Um, shout out to him. He's a, he's a great friend. And, and, and then you see someone like Joel, Joel Embiid year after year constantly talk to, talking talked about being uh, the MVP or, you know, runner up for MVP. That means something, you know, in, in, for, for young African kids who are having somebody to look up to and like, man, Joel and B, I can do that. I can be that. He's from, he's from Africa. He's one of, he's like me, you know? So I, I think look for it to happen soon. Yeah. We got the guy, uh, shoot, I don't, we need a name producer extraordinaire. Who is this? But he's on YouTube on. wearing a Vince Carter Jersey. <laughs> His name is McQuain Kennedy Lam- Lamaris. Excuse me for probably not pronouncing that right, but he's a Cameroonian basketball player. Um, so check him out. He's on YouTube and he's actually got a Vince That's Carter. That's crazy. It. But, you know, actually, because I was just talking about the Redeem team and their story of, you know, after winning bronze, the pressure of coming back and getting the gold. <laughs> Yo. You Yo, played. This is crazy. Played. Like, yeah. You see, you worldwide, man. I took a trip to uh, Israel, uh-huh. and uh, I was walking up the street, and it was a VC jersey. I said, wait, hold up. <laughs> My guy way over here. <laughs> there we go. What what was the what was it like going up against different countries in 2000 at the Sydney Olympics? Let me tell you something. I, I, the coolest thing for me, uh, and I played in the Junior Olympics, I played it in you know, a lot of international events going through going to opening ceremonies and walking into that stadium with all of the countries and the mutual respect we all speak different languages but the mutual respect was like next level i get chills every time i talk about it just because that was one of the moments that i'll, I'll never forget like it was great to 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 sit on the stand and receive that gold medal, which is another uh, obviously great moment. Uh, but to walk into that stadium, like you watch it on TV and you see the lights and you know all the things, you know all of the glitz and glamour of it. But to walk in there and to see the different countries, and there were countries like I was like, wait, I've never even heard of this country, and they're here performing, and it's just the respect and like these are the top level athletes around the world and. Obviously, we all yeah, they wanted to take pictures. I mean, I'm, you know, mind you, I'm there with like Serena. You know, I mean, uh-huh. we talking about like some of the men. Just it was just to 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 be around those and just everybody just kind of we we were asking to take pictures with them too. Uh-huh. It was just, like, for me, it was a right. moment. Like mind you, we had <laughs> we had the little Walmart the the little um, yes. click cameras like we had that you know. But <laughs> nevertheless, man, it was a cool moment to, just to be a part part of that you know it's just like we're all on the same play, playing field and obviously they looked at us 
you know, next level and put us on that pedestal. But it was like, man, I'm 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 honored to be here as well. Was that the year you guys stayed on the boat or did you stay? In yes, the that was the years. Yeah, that, no, we were on the boat. That was too. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was interesting. That was during this, the, uh, the, the labor, the labor strike. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we stayed in the, we stayed in a hotel that was a casino. They had to shut down the casino. So you can imagine the, the casino losing how much money they lost, but we literally had to, to go, uh, get on the boat to get out. And the, the protesters, one of the, the, the lead protester, we had to meet with them each and every day to allow us to get out and to, you know, it was, it was wild. They would check our bus. To make, I, I mean, I was just like, "All right, cool, go ahead." Like, I, I mean, it was just, it was next level. It was, it was like, it was. For, I think they were protesting, you know, for for labor work. Yeah, I feel like Olympics always attract something. Like every four years, there's some kind of either issues, protests, uh, health issues. Like there's so much going on, and it, it's a reflection too of like the world we live in. But that that Sydney Olympics, you got the gold. You stayed on that boat. And you also had one of the biggest highlights of your career. So this past Sunday, Mark- I hit the game winning shot? No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Mark the 22nd anniversary of your iconic dunk at the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Yes. The basketball community very much feels that this was the greatest dunk of all time. Your ability to downplay, like- (laughs) Your ability to downplay some of the greatest moments in not just basketball, but sports history is incredible, bro. Like, I'm sitting here, like, I, we were- When she was talking, Ross, I was literally was, thinking about the game when he shot. Ross, we were sitting on the sideline in a preseason game, and I'm like in awe. Obviously, <laughs> most of us think, like, the 2000 dunk contest is, like, probably the best dunk contest ever. He, Vince, most people believe, had the best performance ever. And I'm sitting here, like, really- Thinking to myself, man, everything I've been wanting to ask him, I'm doing it. I talked his head <laughs> off for the whole game. We sat and talked an entire preseason football game. Do you know how boring and long a preseason football game is? We talked literally until the clock ticked zero. I said, listen, I don't know where this relationship is going, so I'm going to ask it now. I'm t- and- you might not see him again. You got to get him I didn't know. I didn't know. His ability to downplay some of the greatest moments in sports history is incredible. He's he so talking about, oh, you talking about that. Yes, that. Yes. <laughs> Why are we going over the anniversary of something if it's just that? No, it's not just that. It, no. It, I mean, no, no, it, no. It, okay. This past Sunday marked the 22nd anniversary of that dunk. Incredible. It, that thing is 20 that dunk is 22 years old yeah first of all it's legal <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that's a long time like this kid's like legal and iconic, legal and iconic. <laughs> it's um i don't know man I, I still to this day the one thing i always uh, always say is like how come None of my teammates at the time it happened or right after it happened, as you would now after a crazy dunk, the reaction, they never said a word to me during that play. I, 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 they never said anything to me. So after it happened, the celebration, whatever, you know, with KG and I 
to play defense. It was a timeout. I remember sitting in the timeout and just everybody just looking at me and just like, you know, shaking their head. I'm like, all right, cool. Because I, I didn't still didn't know. I didn't find out till after the game of what happened. So they're looking at me like, bro, you good? It, but meanwhile, I'm like, all right, it was a dunk. And ooh and ah, cool. Until after the game, I'll never forget Gary Payton's guy on a little camera, the new little small <laughs> little camcorder. He's showing me. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Run that back. Run that back again. So I watched it seven times. So this is like literally off the court before I walked into the locker room. Then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I jumped over him. They're like, yes. Such, <laughs> yes, such, you, such, did. Such. you did. I was like, wait. <laughs> but but cause cause all I remember, I promised the guy, I remember my forearm hit my forearm hitting him because I'm I'm I got the steal. So I'm trying to get to the rim before, you know, he he's seven two before he blocks it. So I'm trying to get up before him. You know, for different guys, you know, it's just different approach. It's going to sound weird. Just, just work with me. Accidental freakish hops. Yeah. Right. It, it was just, you know, <laughs> if a guy who looks like he's my height or whatever, you know, I take my time. But like a bigger guy, I want to get up first. You know, the Matumbos, if you th- if you look back at those dunks, I'm trying to get up before these bigger guys, you know, because of, of the contact. You know, they hit you way up there. It's a longer fall for me than them. So I got up first. And I just remember the contact. I'm worried about the rim. You know, I tell the story all the time. I'm focused on the rim and making sure I make it because I thought I jumped too far. So that was my focus. So that's what I was celebrating. I wasn't celebrating that I just jumped over this man because I didn't know. KG was celebrating that. I'm celebrating that I didn't get hung and I made the dunk. Wow. So it just made for a cool moment. And, you know, sidebar, I'm glad I, I I subconsciously knew KG was there, so that's why my Man, celebration hey, kind of went up. That's <laughs> it didn't go forward as as it normally would do. It I, I kind of knew he was there. I as I think about it right now, but yeah, if I didn't see him, yeah, I could have cold cocked my boy. Can I piggyback that one with this? And I think people, and this is for both of y'all because you know a lot of people feel like that's the greatest, if not one of dunks of all time, um, Vince. What would you say is the second greatest dunk of all time, or at oh least your goodness. at least a dunk that really stands out to you as someone who could really get up there? And Gerald, I'd love to hear. Oh, you somebody know. else. Okay, good. Whew. I touched him in the like, Oh name? man, oh, nice. I can't. I'm about to say, I can't think. Nah, I can't. Second great. Ooh, we. B Diddy just- in the playoffs. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baron Day, we believe yours. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Chambers or Mark Jackson. I mean, a lot of people won't consider that, but like, bro, that's like next level. LeBron just, just like, went over you know, Jason Terry. Yeah, the like disrespectful dunks. Like oh, Shaq yeah. just dunking and pushing people on the ground. Uh, like some, Ooh, some real dis- that was dis- that was, that was, that was more disrespectful. Dudley, right? And he Chris Dudley. Back at yeah. Yeah. Even, even like uh, you got um. Uh, Wait a minute, Scotty Amari over Amari. Patrick Ewing? No, you Amari Stoudemire over? on um, uh, Clippers, uh, seven-footer. He was the number one pick in the draft my year. Uh, Olo Candy, Amari Stoudemire yeah. on Michael Olo Candy. If you guys have not seen that, at some point, please go look that up. G. <laughs> Shoot, anything from Blake Griffin's rookie year. <laughs> he was going stupid on everybody. He's an Oklahoma boy, by the way. I'm just throwing it out there. Love you, BG. That's my guy. Uh, Gerald, yeah, Gerald Green's windmill. 
Yeah. Dr- drug. Uh, man. Uh, hey, listen. For, uh, uh, for when he was with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, um what about Sean it? Kemp? The Lister Blister? Yes. Take it back. You know what? While we're on the topic of dunks, Aaron Gordon was robbed in the Toronto uh dunk contest. Yes, he was. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> he was. Joe, can he was. you um respectfully, you can dunk, yeah? I used to be able to. So <laughs> <laughs> Why you say it like that? Yeah, man, these football knees, man. They, 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 hey, these football knees hit different when you're 34. So, okay. What about Zion? Will he get the next crazy highlight dunk, you think? Because they're talking Ooh, about he has a few. fully healthy. He has a few. Zion I, is I, more like a he's more like a like a bully dunker, like a quick, you know, off the ground. Like he's more like an aggressive. Like get people off you, Dunker. Whereas a person like Ja would probably have the, you know, I me mean, had one last year. You know, one of them catch you off guards, come from the top of the key. You know, Zion he might just chest to chest you right right there under the goal and dunk on you. You know, but for his size, he has hang time with that, which is impressive yes, to do. me. And, and 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 for a long time, you know, I'm gonna be that guy. I, I, that was my concern with him. It's like. That's a lot of body coming down more so. Yes, it's impressive that he can he, – he has – but it's just at some point he's going to have to – just imagine him slimming down and losing some in that way. I know. And, and still my, jumping like that. And my thing is with Zion – He becomes a cheat code. The bull that he is, a lot of people are not going to try him. The guys who are more springy, but they're smaller guys will try him. Like, like V said – he knew with the bigger guys, he had to get up fast. So they'll right. try the smaller guys because they have size. I don't think that Zion will get – it's less likely that he'll do it because guys are not going to be trying him. Like, they know he got hot, but they also know he's bringing weight behind his, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, Gerald, clearly you have a future as a basketball analyst, like, period. Like, who are we going to bring you on as a regular <laughs> uh, guest on the show? but. Um, you know, inquiring minds want to know, like, what exactly are your prospects right now, career-wise? What's your mm-hmm. thought? Oh, for me personally? Yes. Oh, so right now, I'm just staying in shape, staying ready. Um, I can say now this will be my last season. I have um, back-to-back knee injuries. And my, the goal of mine, Warren Sapp was my favorite player growing up. And I, I set – I, certain people that I admire and look up to, I set certain goals. Like he made seven straight Pro Bowls for the Bucks, so my goal is to make seven straight. I got to six. He played thirteen years. This will officially, technically, be my thirteenth year. So I said I was going to get to thirteen years and then see what happens. Um, so me just sitting, staying in shape. At my age, you kind of really, if you're not already on the team, you almost want to wait until like mid-season-ish to get your call, come in, start practice squad maybe a week or two, and then go get your reps in. Uh, But right now – Like my guy Eric Weddle. I'm telling you, listen. You see, my my guy Eric Weddle, I I played golf with him. He said, I'm retired. He was like, bro, I'm done, I'm done. And the next thing I know, he gets picked up by the Rams, and he wins the Super Bowl, and then he ends up having shoulder surgery. I I, I promise you, God be my witness. I was on the verge of saying, you know what? That's probably it. Wanted 13, but mm, 
And then that happened. And I said, heck no. I'm at least <laughs> let the season go past first. Yeah. Dude, he got picked up the week before the playoffs started and went and won a chip. He That's sat cool. at home for two years. He did. He said he was on the couch when he, he got a phone sat, call. It was he amazing. He sat at home for two years, got a phone call the week, going in the playoffs, and won it. Got a ring and went right back to playing golf and with me. Big minutes. Uh, he did. It was. He was only supposed to he play wasn't spot just on minutes. The bench. He was starting playing big minutes. So tore, even they say he tore his pec or something in the Super yeah. Bowl game or the game before something. And he was screwed. It's my he's last like, I'm game. Good. Anyway, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. Shout out to that's, Eric Weddle, man. That's my guy. Yeah, he's, so, a, he's a crazy guy, man. I love. So him. right now, that's where I'm at. And then post football, like I said, I'm starting a podcast. We'll start filming it uh, in two weeks. But what's then, the name? Come on now. What's the I name? I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> and we're going to discuss awesome. we're going to discuss so many different things because I a lot of people like if, if when I go do interviews or if I get on TV, I get a lot of phone calls. Let's talk about football. And my son, my oldest son, he told me he said, "Pops, if you signed on a contract to just talk football, you would be doing yourself a disservice." He said because the way you think and the stuff you can discuss is so broad. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't just limit yourself to football. So on my podcast, the mission is, the question of my podcast is, what has happened to our conversations? My podcast is about conversations and understanding opposed to debate. Debate is not a conversation. When you're debating, you're trying to win. You're having a conversation, you're trying to understand. And I feel like we've gotten away from understanding each other. I can feel like Kevin Durant is this, and V can feel like Kevin Durant is that. And I can try and understand how he feels, and he can try and understand how I feel. We may not agree, but now we have an understanding. And we just had a conversation. It's all opinion, and we agree to disagree. But I believe there's so much conflict in the world now. And this country was built off conversation. We've gotten away from conversation. There's so much conflict. So my podcast is all about conversation. It's going to start with just me talking and then bringing on guests. And let's just have a conversation. Like fans, fans love to talk to the players. We're booking Vince Carter on your show yes. already. <laughs> fans love to talk to the, the 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 players, so I like to hear when a fan, like let's say that mom that was with the Cowboys, mm-hmm. she was going crazy. I would bring her on and say, "Hey, tell me why you feel this way." Yeah. And then when she says all these things, now I can tell her from a person who's done it, this is actually what's happening, and you have to take into account. You have no idea what he. You don't know if he had to get a shot to mm-hmm. come out. Put put them right in that position. Give them something to think about. If he, I like it. If he, Jameis has been playing the past two weeks with with a whole broken bones in his back. That's right. They don't yeah. care. They just want to see him perform. Justin Herbert got broken ribs. They don't care. They want to see. And him he perform. still played the next week. And who, if you, you put an everyday person like yo, you got to go to work next week with those broken ribs. They're like, bro, no, I can't. The broken ribs. I'm not going to work. But Justin Herbert say his ribs is broke. They're like, man, you can't put some ice on it and go throw us some touchdowns. We need to cheer. You just see game day. You don't see what goes into that. Or even I remember in 2018, we were getting ready to play San Francisco 49ers in warmups. I had a stinger because my teammate, he was so amped up. I don't know why. He hit me 
we was doing a warm up, and he hit me, and I, the shock went down the left side of my body, all the way down to my hand. I played the whole game, and I had no feeling in the left side of my arm, my left arm. I couldn't feel it. Played the whole game like that. Nobody would have known. They just know we are playing football. I couldn't feel this whole. I was using it, but I couldn't feel nothing. That's just small, something small of what we deal with. But what about relationships in general, not just from person to person? What about husband to wife, player to player, NFL to NBA? There's a a lot of different things that we'll discuss on my podcast, and I'm excited about it. Um, Obviously, the first episode, we have to talk football. We're going to talk basketball. Going to talk life in general and just different things, man. It's my podcast about conversation. I love that. Well, first of all, I all love right. the shift. I love right. the shift from debate to conversation, listening, and understanding. Like the show's name, by the way, if you forgot, is I said what I said. It could I be said I, said, I said what I said, but what do you have to say? Welcome to I said what I said, but what you have to say? What yeah, well, the thing is, it is I said what I said because I said what I said and I stand on it. But that don't right. mean because I said what I said. I don't value what you have to say. I'm open-minded about what you have to say, but I still stand on what I said. It sounds like a good old <laughs> listen. It sounds like one of the things you don't even got to see it. You could just listen. You're chuckling. Yeah. Yourself, listening. You, again. So I cannot wait. We wish you the best with your, first of all, going out on a on a flaming rocket in your esteemed football career and then for all the things you have after that and we just want to say thank you for being here Vince. Uh, thank you for I, I can't wait. I know I, I told I told we talked I hit him yeah. up and he was like, "Yo, what's going on?" Well, we, we check in a lot and you know, I you know, like I said, man, it's going to happen. You know, stay ready. You know, you don't have to get ready. Obviously, you know how, how you know how I feel about you, so you know, good luck. I know it's going to happen this season. I can't wait till you get that call up. I think I, I think and I'm hoping the call up happens where I you know, you know where we want it to happen. Yeah, you know, you know a great place for you to finish, but yeah, you know, man. Hey, listen, I went great. to uh I went to when I went to the game, I was on the sideline talking to everybody and coach was like, Hey, you how you feel? Like uh, Yeah, yeah, I feel great. Gotta, how you feel? <laughs> you got a jersey in the back? I'll show you, you know, so I love yeah, it. Yeah, the, the conversation is there. So come back we'll on see. the show to break the news. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, hey, we'll do it. We can wait. We'll we'll make sure we're available for that. I got if you, you want if you got something to say, <laughs> you can come say what you gotta say. You. Uh, and uh, lastly, Roz, <laughs> lastly, Roz, I, I I gotta say it for him. I, he he was we talked, you know, I I think everybody should know he was excited about getting the chance to talk about the NBA and talk basketball, being a, a football player, which is exciting for me. You know, like, you know, Miraz, I like to talk about other sports as well. It brings me excitement and joy. And, and I'm glad he got that chance to do it on our show and, and to show the world that he's very knowledgeable about basketball as well. And Thanks, I, and man. I love, and I, appreciate I love you it. always. I appreciate you guys. I love it. And I just respect other professions so much. It, it I know I get a little upset about it when football NFL players are like, oh, I could play five minutes in the NBA. I'm like, bro, stop that. You disrespecting <laughs> the game by saying that. Go sit courtside in one of them games and tell me you can you don't know you can't. You can stop the nonsense. <laughs> so I just respect the game so much and I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Always, man. Always. Salute my brother. Ooh.